1967, Roland Barthes wrote La Mort de l'Auteur, The Death of the Author, an essay proclaiming that the opinions of an author on what his text may mean are irrelevant to the interpretation of said text. In 2020, Julian and Magnus Dora decided that the author's abilities are just as irrelevant. This is Kill the Author. Hello, and welcome back to Kill the Author, episode 6? I believe so. I want to say 6. It's probably 6. We're back with a new episode. If you haven't been paying attention for the last few episodes, we've started doing two episodes of the podcast for one episode of the show. And today we're going to start handling episode 4 of the anime. Uh, how many episodes total is it again? Uh, there are 12, I believe. 12. 12 or 13. So after that episode, we'll be a third of the way through. It, right. Yeah. I'm always confused by that because you know how much has happened up to this point. On the one hand, not much. But on the other hand, like the main plot has kind of happened. Like there's only two things that are really going to still happen. And it's the rest of the anime, and it's a lot of it left. But yeah, we're in episode four now. Last episode, to give you a quick recap of what happened, we started last episode seeing how the relationship, now that it is in place, sort of develops a bit. How, what Makoto wants out of the relationship, what Kotono has sort of wants out of the relationship... And Sikai was also there. She probably wants something too, even though her motivations are still a bit on the vague side. This episode, uh, we're moving on from that. Hmm. Well, kind of. <laughs> kind of. We're still somewhat in the relationship in development part of mm. the show. This episode sort of functions, in my opinion, as basically the evolution of the last episode. The things we had in the last episode are basically escalating now. And we sort of see where they get to in their extremes. Actually, this episode again... We talked about this last time a bit. This episode again made me think... There's people behind this who thought about it. But there were also some parts where I thought... Okay, this is completely superfluous and we don't need this. But I'm, I'm seeing a lot more of the structure now. Why don't we just get into it? Why don't we just get into where the episode starts? So the very first shot is a shot of Kotonoha's dead eyes. Yes. I noted it down at uh, cliche anime insane person eyes. <laughs> this sort of shot you always have when someone's about to go insane where you just see their eyes basically mm -hmm. from a wide angle lens. It's like sort a, of thing. It's kind of a bird's eye perspective slightly with a yeah. little bit of fish eye. Yeah, a bit of a fish eye it's thing. It's hard to explain. A bit of a wide angle lens. It just lens. doesn't look good. Yeah, insane eyes, uh, Kotonoha, and and we see she's sitting on a couch. Yeah, she's she's in her place. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I don't know if they intentionally did the crazy eyes things. Yes, I don't. It know doesn't either. really play into the scene at all. It just feels like a kind of lazy shot. So she's reading a book, mm -hmm. and now here's the reason why. For the first ten seconds of this episode, I spent like ten minutes. Okay. Because of this book. Oh, you looked it up. Uh, n not. Kind of. Okay. Not the book itself, but I noticed that the book it's the book was vertical. Uh huh. By which I mean the text in it was vertical. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah like matrix code. Uh huh. <laughs> you know. So I wanted to look up what's what's up with this, because I you because I've seen Japanese writing before yeah, and yeah, watching yeah. an anime. I've learned a bit of Japanese mm, too. And usually it's horizontal and left to right. Yeah. Yeah, which is what I. So I thought it was uh, a... Uh, uh, right to left. Right? Isn't Japanese right to left? It's left to right. Yeah, 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 right. Sorry, I'm bad at determining which is left and which is right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> left, left, to, left to right means the same as in English. Is it though? Because like mangas are the other way around, right? Uh, yeah, the books, but not the, the writing. That's weird. That might be, that might be. I didn't, I hadn't learned Japanese that much. Just well, like basic spelling. Well, that book, it was vertical, and I thought mm. that was strange because I'd never seen that before. Uh -huh. So I looked it up, what's up with this? And apparently, 
in ancient Japanese writing, and not only Japanese, but in a couple of other Eastern Asian languages mm -hmm. like Chinese, traditionally writing is from top to bottom mm -hmm. and also from right to left, like you said. Yes. Ah, okay. So in traditional writing, uh, this is what you see. So you would start with the rightmost column, start reading it down, and then you would continue with the column to the left. Mm. This is how you would write like traditional Chinese writing and Japanese writing. Which is probably where that convention of having the books printed the way they are in Japanese comes from. That might be. This this kind of writing is, is referred to as tategaki. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the traditional kind. Uh, but then later, through European influences... Uh, wait, isn't hiragama or something like that? There, there's this one other spelling that I learned when I learned Japanese a bit. Uh, that's not the that's not the the symbols. I'm, not okay, okay, I'm just okay. talking about the direction. the way of writing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So tategaki means writing top to bottom, right to left. Mm -hmm. And later, uh, yokogaki was introduced, which is which works the same as in English, basically. Okay. Okay. Left okay. to right, horizontally, and this was partially probably introduced because of European influences. And was used more later through the informatic age ah, okay. because websites and programs yeah. don't really support vertical right-to-left writing. Yeah. I think also the original writing that they did in Japan was just literally the script from Chinese that they, like, discovered when they hadn't really had a language. Like, they had a language, but they hadn't had a written language yet. So they basically copied the ja uh, Chinese script. And that's why you'll still find, like, in the old script uh, Japanese people use, there are some letters that are also used in Chinese script. So they're identical, basically. Mm -hmm. So Yokogaki is almost used exclusively now, apparently. Mm -hmm. So left to right, horizontally. But uh, Tategaki, the old-fashioned kind, still exists, sometimes in newspaper columns or in signs mm. or something. Like on historical places, have sometimes have these shields for tourists. So horizontally is used now, for the most part, which is why I thought it was a little strange after this that the book she's reading is mm. vertically. And it's, it's explained later that she's reading some kind of old love, love, love poems. Love story, yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's either an old book or the text in it is just old-fashioned. That might be it, yeah. She also has a few other books there on the table. And they actually make a point where, like, right after this moment, uh, her small, uh, younger sister, Kokoro, mm. comes in and, like, basically uh, s looks through the book, like, really quickly and says she doesn't really understand it. Yeah, I was I was going to mention that. Yeah. This makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah, it might be because it's written weird to her. It, yeah. She says it's because it's a love story. And, yeah, she uh, doesn't understand it. Kokoro is too young for it. Yeah. So yeah, Kokoro shows up, she walks mm -hmm. in, she wants help with her homework. Yeah. And she's really overly curious. Yeah. And she takes the book and kind of goes through it and is immediately like, I don't get it, which I <laughs> which was strange when I watched the episode first. Yeah. Because you didn't read the book. You just like Yeah, she literally just like opened the book up and skimmed through all the pages in a second and then put it uh, away hmm. again. This isn't interesting. I don't get this. Maybe she doesn't have like super reading skills that allow <laughs> her to absorb everything in a millisecond. But I think it makes more sense if she just isn't familiar with old-fashioned <laughs> vertical Yeah, writing. that might just be it. Mm. She also asks Kotonoha if her and Makoto had kissed yet. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't want to tell her anyways. Mm. She basically says that's none of your business. But she figures it out herself. Yeah. Because of her weird and defensive reaction. But Kotonoha doesn't seem to want to talk about it. And that's basically where the scene ends. Weirdly, this isn't where the opening credits are. But we'll get a bit further. There's one there's more... A, there's a cliffhanger there. There's one more really short scene on the roof yeah. of the school. Where Sikai and Makoto are hanging out. Yeah. They were left at the end of the last episode, of course, with... I don't think I want to hang out with Kotonohai anymore. Yeah. I'm not into this. It's too much work. And this is sort of like Sikai's response now. Yeah. Basically, what Makoto says uh, to her here is that he thought a relationship would be more fun. That's essentially what it comes down to. Actually, she does, he doesn't really give an answer. He's really mm -hmm. vague about it. She says this too, in like directly. Yeah, he's yeah. being really vague. He's like, I don't know. I just. Mm. Uh, he doesn't really want to answer, and Sekai kind of tries to get out of him. Yeah, she like asks him, "You were having, you were doing things together though that were fun to you, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, but which." 
along with other things that happen in this episode, we can like chalk up again to he feels like things aren't progressing fast enough. Like, especially after the end of the last episode where he like demanded a kiss on the lips, basically, and Katonoha kissed him on the cheek. He feels now that not only aren't they advancing to, which will later in the episode be coined second base, they're also kind of moving back with her not wanting to kiss him in that moment. And that is where the opening credits uh, come in. Yeah. So then the intro happens. I have nothing to say about the intro. I have nothing to say either. So we move on to scene three, the schoolyard. Uh, there's one thing I have to say about the opening, actually. Okay. <laughs> I made I made a note here because that's something that I didn't notice before. There's one shot where, like, the camera is at Makoto's back and moves towards him. And then he turns around and he has, like, headphones on. And he wears headphones super weird. That's the only thing that I notice. How is he wearing headphones? It's like these, these button headphones that you just stick into your ear. Yeah, those Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. No, they, they, do have a, they do have a string okay. to them. But he doesn't wear it in the front. He wears the string in the back. So the, the, the cable from his headphones is placed behind his head. And he has them plugged in like what? that. And they hang down back there. What, do, what does he do if the butts fall out? <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> turn around. I mean, that's what I'd assume. Yeah, he wears headphones weird. That's something I wanted so to good, say about So good this. thing we established this. This is important. This will be relevant in the final few episodes. Maybe the animators just really, really wanted to animate headphones that day. And this, the shot shows him from the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they had to do something. But yeah, we, we cut back. We cut back to the so, episode. So, Schoolyard. Uh, the show becomes more shameless. Mm. I think there's a linear progression throughout the entire show of becoming increasingly more horny. Yes. <laughs> but there's also... We might also be seeing different versions of the show. Because I assumed that there was one version of the show, which we had watched. And there's a bit... A bit later on, I showed you this before, where we figured out that there's like two different versions from the show. One that's more horny and one that's slightly less horny. Yeah, right. And it might also be that the episodes we are watching online are a mix of both of these types. That might also be the case. I'm not sure about that, but I have some things that might lead in that direction. The show, is, of the show is horny enough as it is. The show is horny enough as it is. As we mm. see here, uh, when we have a small panty shot... From Nanami, I think. No. First we have a boob shot from Nanami, and then we have a panty shop from Hikari. Ah, yeah, from Hikari, right. <laughs> so, in summary, uh, <laughs> the, the four girls, Sekai and Nanami... Basically Sekai's friends. Mm, yeah, Sekai, Nanami, Hikari, and Setsuna are hanging out, mm-hmm. uh, out in the schoolyard again. And on the, the last time we had a scene like this, there was right at the beginning of the last episode we made, yeah, yeah. I think. At the halfway point. In the middle of episode three. I had a theory that maybe when while listening to their whole relationship talk, Sakai kind of already went into the direction of maybe yeah. I do want to be with Makoto. It's way stronger here. Yeah. There's, there's I think clear I'm, evidence I'm, I'm, this, I'm yeah. confirmed now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very much confirmed. Because we have we have a very subtle conversation between Nanami and mm-hmm. Hikari. Nanami is talking about... So Nanami has a boyfriend. Yes. And, she's texting him right now. Mm-hmm. And she and... Uh, Hikari, Hikari, I think, are having the conversation. Yeah, she's having a conversation with Hikari. And Hikari asks her what base she's on. How is yeah. it going? Are they first or second base? Mm-hmm. Have they, you know, sealed the deal yet? Uh, Nanami is sort of deflective about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nanami says something like, um, Come on, why why are you asking me this, these things? And she says, I quote, How can, How you, can you just, just sit, sit there and, and watch, watch someone, someone else be in love? love. I noted the we same thing down. It down. <laughs> it's such an obvious line. <laughs> I wonder. <but laughs> I wonder what the artist wanted to tell us. <laughs> what is the subtext here? Yeah, the, the show sort of like screams at us. Hey, what's the guy's motivation? <laughs> but up to this point, the show is always very subtle. Mostly, very <laughs> mostly very subtle about Sekai having her mm. own kind of interest in yeah. Makoto. I mean, there's Setsuna, who shows up multiple times in the episode to have the same conversation with her and to look at her, just to stare, just to stare at her, accusingly. We also have uh, Nanami con- uh, continuing this conversation with uh, Hikari, who basically tells her she has to get like busy with her boy now, or else. 
he'll eventually maybe want someone else. I mean, there are other girls mm. who are interested in him furthering mm. this very, very blatant parallel to Sekai. This really, on the one hand, it makes sense that we finally get a more more direct hint yeah. at what's, what she wants out of yeah. Makoto. But at the same time, it's more confusing now. Why is she trying to keep up that relationship? I just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't like blatantly say that she she wants anything more than watching them be in love together. I think it's I think it would be probably even confusing for her at this point. But again, while they're having this conversation to again get back to the last scene where you already mentioned that she was like staring away and maybe thinking about going to the dance with Makoto. Mm-hmm. Here she her, her gaze turns towards the roof where we know that her and Makoto hang out all the time, pretty clearly implying that she's thinking about mm-hmm. Makoto in this scene. At the end of this scene, we do get another Setsuna judging these stares at Sakai. Yes. I stopped noting those down because they happen mm-hmm. all the time. This is another The Room moment. Mm-hmm. And then we get to scene four. Mm. Yes. Let me just, let me tell you what the summary is in general, the structure of my script. School Days episode four, scene one, Kotono has place, scene two, roof, intro. Scene three, schoolyard. Scene four, kill me. <laughs> yeah, scene four is uh, rough. Here's here's mm-hmm. the opening line I wrote down in my notes about it. Makoto and Kotonoha having the worst fucking kiss on the roof. So, okay. I mentioned before. Lips. Back then it was kind of jokey. Lips. You hate lips. In this but anime. lips aren't the worst thing. The worst thing are Makoto's cheeks. I don't know if you noticed this, mm-hmm. but like... The way the shading is done on his cheeks, you clearly see his, um, what's it called? The the bones in your cheek. Cheekbones. Cheekbones. Yeah, cheekbones. those. <laughs> cheekbones. You clearly see his cheekbones distinguished from his cheek. And by doing that, you can see that he, like, pulls his cheeks in during the kiss. By how they're, like, like, how he sucks. How he sucks at her during the kiss. I mean, that's all he ever does in this show, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> I hate looking at it. I s- oh god, this is the worst. So we get a tongue kiss. We get a tongue kiss. And after getting a tongue kiss, it of course isn't enough for Makoto. Mm-hmm. And he starts groping uh, Kotonoha's breasts in this scene. Or Kotonoha's left breasts, to be specific. To be specific, her left very globular, uh, mm-hmm. very round breasts. Rather spherical. Rather spherical. And she turns away as that happens and is made embarrassed by that. Mm. She apologizes. She apologizes. He basically tells her, what was it he said? It was horrible. It was like, didn't you say you would uh, would try? Basically. So like they had a conversation slightly off screen where they must have had it off screen where she told him she'd try this out with him. But he then says, didn't you want to try? And she says, yes, I want to, but I don't feel ready for it. And he gives her a very displeased look. Yes. Felt he, like. But important, he says sorry here. Uh, for the mm-hmm. first time in the show, he actually says sorry here. I think he said it before. Yeah, he said it before, but he episode. says it very rarely. But his his nice. his look at that point is very apathetic. He very much looks like he doesn't really mean it. And he's like, "Ugh, not this again. So I'm going to say this now. What I think Makoto wants out of this relationship is he just wants to have a fun relationship the way he imagines it, as Mm. in, you know, be with this woman, maybe kiss around, make out, whatever else, just have fun. And now he figures out that he has to commit. Yes. Like, she has her borders and he has to be okay with this. And he's unable to commit in any way at all. And he also doesn't have the decency to end the relationship either, which becomes more apparent later. Basically, what we see from his... How he handles this relationship and has handled it so far. He started at kissing. Now he's trying to move on to kissing with Tang. Now he's trying to move on to groping her. What this relationship seems to be for him is a checklist. Like, I have to do all of these things to get to the final thing, which is having sex with her, which seems to be what he's actually going for throughout all of this. And she's not going along that list fast enough for him. She's trying, but she's just not ready. And he's not willing to just wait and let her do Mm -hmm. that. Like, we have a scene pretty shortly after where we get back to that. Yeah. This is what I think Makoto wants. 
Mm. And I don't think he ever changes his mind about this. Yes. He does yeah. not advance. He doesn't improve. He From this point on, he's basically at the best he is. Yeah. He doesn't... He becomes worse, if anything. He becomes worse, if anything. He, he just doesn't... It doesn't seem like he wants to be with her as a person. He He wants someone who he can fool around with, as they call it, throughout uh, many times throughout this episode, but not someone who he actually wants to commit to in a relationship. And following this moment, Kotonoha storms off of the roof. She doesn't jump off of the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be very reasonable in this situation. If I was there watching it, I would. Outro. <laughs> <laughs> Outro. The end. And I would, I would like to imitate the ending song here for a joke, but it changes every episode, <laughs> yeah. so I can't. And then she she runs away and says, I have somewhere else to be, basically. And the next we see of her is a cut to her at home. In Kotonoha's place. Yes. As per the usual, she takes a bath. Yes. Okay, this is where I noticed exactly. it. Exactly. You, okay. showed, you showed me this in person earlier. Yeah, I showed him in person. So, when we watched it on, like... We own it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But before we owned it on Blu-ray. Before we owned it on Blu-ray, I already had like it downloaded at some point. And this downloaded version is one we watched before that. That was basically like a fan sub. And it's the one we're used to. This version is different. And in this version, here we have a scene where we like blatantly see Kotonoha's nipples yes. while she's in the bathtub there. She basically talks about, oh, boys want this. Uh, so boys want to touch me there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Makoto wants that. And then she like gets up a bit. And her breasts are raised from the water, clearly visible, and she, like, plays with them, like softcore porn. Of course it is. This is, like, softcore hentai we have here. Mm. The version we're used to is different. I checked it. I checked that version. The version we're we're used to has her still sitting in the bathtub. There's, like, foam all around her. Her nipples are concealed, and she doesn't get up, and she doesn't play with her breasts during this scene, which is reasonable, because this doesn't seem like the right place and time to play with her breasts. Like, this this seems to be kind of counterproductive to this scene. So there must be an 18-plus version of this, and there must be, like, a PG-13 version of this. There must be two different episodes of this entire show, two different versions, and that means... Does that mean we're halfway through? Does that mean... We have to watch both versions to adequately compare oh, no. the two of them. No, don't make me. Does that mean there's differences and we're only seeing the censored version so far and haven't been aware of like the things that are happening? Because like the version we're watching right now is, as far as we know, the uncensored version. It appears. But it might be mixed around. So that's not completely sure. We might figure that out as we go along. Basically, the scene doesn't matter much. It's just fan service. It doesn't advance anything really, but it it, it it showed a whole new world to me, a whole new world of school days. This isn't this isn't the first time I've seen something like this actually. Mm-hmm. There was another and which one was it? Mirai Nikki, right? Mm-hmm. I watched Mirai Nikki twice and it was also two different versions and again the specific difference was that nipples were visible in one of them. Oh okay. Yes. I had something different. I had also, also yes, a show that was different. I've seen a, another anime. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen an embarrassing amount of One Piece. Uh, a lot of it. And with One Piece, that was the same thing. One Piece has two different versions. It doesn't have a nipple cut. I mean, it does also have the the American version. It does also have the American where version. Cig- like, cigarettes are replaced yes. with lollipops. Yeah, but I don't even mean that one. There's one that has, like, noticeably more blood. The same thing is true with uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, by the way. With JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, there's one cut where you very, very clearly see... Like black holes that they made into the animation to not show too much gore at some points. There are these two versions. There's the basically home release version that has all the violence in there, and there's the official TV play version that is censored, actually. Especially in the first two few arcs, you can actually see that. So that is a thing that happens with anime. My question is more why do we need the nipple cut? Like it's not it's not censored. That's different animation for the two of them. Like okay, okay, this is also relevant. Apparently there's OVAs for school days. I heard about that a while ago. And they're like full on porn. So <laughs> the anime isn't everything. There's additional OVAs, additional one shots basically, that are just strictly pornographic. 
this raises a diff- uh, an intelligent, interesting question about death of the author that we'll ha- have to fa- face at some point. And that is? That is, what is considered part of the text and relevant for the interpretation and what isn't? Hey, let's not get too deep into art theory. <laughs> I want to continue. Okay, I have to okay. edit this. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically just, once we're done with the anime... We'll have to decide if the OVAs are part of the text and if we also have to look at those. <laughs> Once we're done with the anime, we're done with the anime. And I can finally <laughs> forget about it. We won't forget about it. We'll still watch it. I will it. never forget about it. We'll still watch, it. About it all the, watch it all the time. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. This garbage scene is just tits. Go on. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she plays whatever. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. Um, But she's like, he touched them. I don't think I like that. Yes, basically. Yeah, that's, that's the scene. That's basically it. And, like, fan service. Of course. And then we get to something interesting. A, a pretty long scene. Yes, a pretty long scene and something we haven't really seen before, if I remember it right. It's another phone call scene. We've had mm-hmm. a few phone call scenes. But have we ever had this... It's Kotonoha and Sekai talking on the phone. Have mm-hmm. we ever really had a conversation between those two on the phone? I don't think so. I don't think so either. We have we constantly have these conversations with two people in their bedrooms talking on the phone. Which, this is also an interesting scene in the way that we see Katona's bedroom. I'm not sure if we've seen it before. She has this giant bed. She has a really big, like, love hotel looking bed. That it, like, doesn't have bedposts. And it's round and really big. And it fills out, like, a good chunk of her room. I don't know, I just noticed it because it's the kind of bed I love, I'd love to have. And I see it in, like, stereotypical love hotels. So it's Kotonoha who calls Sakai, mm-hmm. and she wants to talk to her about Makoto. Yes. Uh, she does also apologize again mm-hmm. for calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for just Kotono- calling her just, out of just Kotonoha things, yes. Mm-hmm. And she tells her that she doesn't like what Makoto did. Yes. D- does she tell her actually what he did? Because I'm not sure if she does. It would make more sense for things that happen later if she didn't, but I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, because the way I wrote it down, it's that she told him that he was touching her where she didn't want to be touched. Basically, she apologizes again and says she feels bad for not being ready in the way that he wants. Mm. Sakai says that she'll talk to him. And this mm. is kind of the usual. Yeah. I feel like this, the kind of conversations that Sekai has are often the, just the same conversations over yes. and over again. Yes, Especially with Kotonoha. Because basically, what I thought was interesting about this scene is that Kotonoha made the call. Because she doesn't seem like she really wants anything from Sekai. Because she calls her about, hey, that thing Makoto did, I didn't like it. He moved too fast, he touched me where I didn't want to be touched. And... She basically says, I'll solve this. And she says, I don't want you to solve it. She says uh, that she feels bad for not being basically at the point Makoto is at. That they're not like at the same speed. And that she feels bad for like that her feelings are wrong in a way. Which Sekai disagrees with. Sekai tells her that basically her feelings are valid. She is right to move slower. And that Makoto is just a creep. So one thing that... I noted here in the in the previous episode halfway through so technically two episodes ago you mm-hmm. know in the middle of the last episode yeah, yeah, yeah. we had the hypothesis that maybe the relationship could work and Sekai is the yes. reason why it doesn't yes. well I now have the theory that maybe the exact opposite is true in a way yeah because it feels more and more to me now, now like maybe the two of them shouldn't be together specifically mm-hmm. Because Makoto wants everything super fast and Kotonoha needs her time. Yeah. And even then, specifically by the the way the scene is made later, um, it's it really doesn't feel like they fit together at all. Yeah. And it's like Sekai, in every conversation she has with them, is trying to distract them and be like, no, this is fine, you can work it out. Yeah. And I'm so confused. What does Sekai want? There's there's something to be said about a relationship in its early stages sort of needing some time to like grow accustomed to each other and to sort of get on the same wavelength if you're a bit different just as people. But here it really feels like they have a fundamentally different understanding of what they want from a relationship. 
we we get this throughout this conversation that they're having here right now, mm-hmm. where Sekai kind of creepily asks her uh, what kind of scenario it would take for her to give it up, literally, to Makoto, which I assume is, like, in relation to her virginity or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they talk about making out. Yeah. I thought what Sekai here does in this scene is sort of really sneaky, because she's like... Don't worry, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But you do want to, right? Yeah. Yeah, she kind of like... She's kind of... She's being a bit creepy. She's like, no, no, you are... Uh, you're okay for not moving too fast. Uh, for not moving that fast. But do you want to, actually? Mm-hmm. But he, She does also, again, uh, bring uh, up this kind of point. Yeah, sure... He's kind of an insensible dick, mm. but isn't every guy, yeah. right? It's not like it's going to get any better. This is also, this appears a few times th- uh, throughout this episode, where Sekai makes a clear distinction between what guys think and what girls think. We have that a bit later when she has a conversation with Makoto too. But basically what Kotonoha tells her in response to this whole, what would the perfect situation be, is like essentially a description of a very romantic date. Yeah, the- she says that she she likes horse riding. Mm. She thinks it's kind of hard if guys ride horses, mm. which I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's horses great. are beautiful. Horses are very sexy. They're attractive beasts. <laughs> they are powerful beasts, and they do bring the hormones out of me. And then there's a, there's a part where she, like, in detail describes what she wants out of her relationship. Like, um, like she describes a super romantic setting. Like, she, they would be horse riding in Europe in the mountains. Yeah. Then they would like get stuck. During I assume you wrote the same thing down that I mm. wrote down. They would get stuck in a, like, in a cabin during a rain at the fireplace. The at the fireplace. And while she's describing this, we literally see Makoto in his room. Yeah. With his fucking with his basket filled with, with his back, basket filled full with of used napkins. Yeah. With his uh, cum rag basket. No, it's really like she's describing what she wants out of yeah. a relationship. In meanwhile, we see what Makoto wants out of a relationship. And then we have this... Okay, this is the worst. We have this shot of his face where he has this like half-eye-closed sort of... What I wrote down is his O face. Uh, o face? His orgasm face. Oh, yeah. Because we then please. see him a bit from the back please, where don't. he like <laughs> mimes with his hand groping her yeah. with the other hand curiously be- uh, between mm. his legs. I didn't even pay attention to it. <laughs> You're the nasty one. <laughs> so while she describes this in like beautiful visual language, while she describes this perfect date she'd like to have with Makoto, we see him basically sitting at home masturbating to the idea of groping her. Mm. And I wrote down the sentence while she describes the romantic setting. We see Makoto with his literal cum bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, uh, and then we hear like a line from him at the end of the scene, which is, "I was, I think, uh, gr- that groping her felt great, or something like that." Yeah, who would have guessed? Which you is think this? This feels like a perfect, like. Again, this feels like someone knew what they were doing. You don't do this on accident. Like, you don't on accident make your main character out to be the biggest sack of shit of all time. Like, not to this degree. Ah, okay. Yeah, we have this scene. We really visually, powerfully show the difficulties in their relationship. Uh, And then... Do you have anything else to say about this scene? Because I don't have anything more. I do more. have one more thing to okay, say. Okay, okay. Which is said, me. after the conversation is done, we get Benji shot of Sakai, mm. whatever. And then Sakai is like, she really is like a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. This this is hopeless. Yeah. I thought this was Sakai realizing what the problem with relationship was. Oh, okay. She's a hopeless, she's like a naive romantic. While what Makoto thinks of her is very different. Basically, that's how I saw that. That she realizes, ah, okay, Sekai is into the romantic part, where Makoto is into the physical part. Yeah. But I didn't really bring this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, why does Sekai want them to be together? I mean, this is the big mystery yes. in general. Why? Yes. But is it for their good? Okay. So there are multiple ways to look at this, I think. There's a lot you could analyze about their relationship. And we have. We have analyzed a lot about the relationship so far. Over and over again. I still, I'm still not giving up the otherworldly being trying to uh, impact their relationship or the manifestation of the viewer who wants the show to advance. Uh, elements, ideas, whatever. But I think... I think it can't be, like, said 
directly what her motivation is. I don't think there's a, a perfect explanation of her motivations in this situation. Because in my view, they've changed over the course of the show. Like at the start, she might have actually been truthful about this whole I just want to watch how things advance and I just want to watch people be in love kind of thing in the same way you'd watch a daily soap or something like that where you just want to see the characters get further and you want to impact it or like playing a visual novel video game which we've also brought up that that's a possible route of interpretation that it's like a representation like a like a metaphor for visual novels in general and for the players of visual novels but I think she doesn't know herself at this point. I think it started with her trying to bring these two together. And from things we'll see in the next episode, that seems to be what she uses to justify all the things she does now, which will only get worse in the second half of this episode. But if she were truthful with herself, I think she's sort of trying to get with Makoto at this point. Even if she's still the only thing holding the relationship together, which is super weird. I th I see two options here. Either she really is trying to bring them together for mm -hmm. some kind of empathical reason. Mm. Like, she wants them to be happy with each other or something like that. Mm -hmm. And now, over time, she realizes that really she wants to be with Makoto. Mm -hmm. Or this really is all an elaborate plan to get with Makoto. Mm -hmm. This is the two options I see here. I think it's probably more the, th the first option than the second. Mm -hmm. That seems more fitting. But, like, her, the original point of it where she just looked at his phone and was like oh okay i'll bring these two people together this guy and that girl he took a creep shot off in the train that m doesn't make much sense yeah and she did kiss him in the first episode she did kiss in him in the first episode. episode but maybe this might be also just because she like was interested in how it was she'd never kissed before I don't know. It doesn't make much sense. But we'll get back to this. We'll get back to the relationship uh, multiple times over the course of this show. Specifically, I think by the end of last episode, we'll have a lot to say. Uh, next episode, we'll have a lot to say about it. Yeah, there, a, lot, a lot of stuff happens in the latter half of this episode. Yeah, and in the episode following it, too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that. It's brought up now. It's still really weird. All I see when I think of the next episode, episode 5, is a dark thunderstorm. All I see when I think of episode 5 is how are we going to do two episodes about this because nothing happens for the first 18 minutes. I mean, I see a thunderstorm because I see a lot of water. You do see... A, I see a lot of water and I see a lot of uh, fan service. Yes. Oh my god. It's a very wet episode. We've only seen the censored version of that episode so far. No! No! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> we'll have to face the truth there, I suppose, in in, uh, in two episodes. Okay, we'll get back uh, to that. Uh, next scene, next scene. Bring me out of this, save me. So we're back in Kotonoha's place. Mm. Where, okay, first of all, gigantic reveal. Kotonoha yes. has, has a parents. mother. She does she, have a mother. <laughs> she has parents. She also has a father. He's she, mentioned by name. Yeah, and her mother says things. She's mm. real. <laughs> but, like, in the way that the parents from Peanuts are real, which are just always sort of out of frame and make, like, trumpet noises. <laughs> it's basically in that way, because we don't see her mother. We don't see any adults. We don't, Do we see the teacher's face at any point? Adults are sort of not present in the show. Oh, also, no teacher scene this episode. You have to wait for the next one. Yeah, that's directly the first scene of the next half. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kotonoha here in this scene finds tickets on the mm -hmm. table. Two tickets for a water park. Mm -hmm. And she asks her mom where those are from, basically. Yeah. Who tells her they're, like, from her dad and he couldn't go. And then she asks if she can take them. Uh, which is basically Chekhov's gunning the next episode. These uh, And these will also be relevant throughout the rest of the episode because she basically decides, hey, I could go to the water park with Makoto. Mm -hmm. Another thing is her mom uh, Her mom asks her, these are for, like, friends, right? For you and mm. friends, which which made me question whether her mom even knows she's in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't told her sister much either. I don't think she, like, talks about it much. Mm. Maybe it's, like... I, I could assume that her family is, like, a bit more, like let's say, conservative in teenagers dating and stuff like that that would explain her behavior in mm -hmm. a way that she's just not I don't know as promiscuous as others mm -hmm. in her age range uh, at her school might be yeah, it's that simple it's not Makoto's or Kotonoha's fault 
It's the system's fault. <laughs> it's, this, it's just the fault of traditional values, traditional Japanese values. <laughs> I mean, there's a point to be made about that. That's why I brought up feminist theory a few mm. episodes ago with like how gender roles pl play into things and with how Katonoha and Makoto are both trying to live up to what's expected of their gender. We can get into that a bit more later too. Wow, I'm pushing everything back to later. Mm. This episode has been running for a while. Let's see what happens. Uh, what happens after that? So we get to a scene, uh, a scene in the train mm. that is kind of seems familiar. We've had a similar scene mm -hmm. in the previous episode. Yeah, and it also developed similarly. Mm. We have Makoto and Kotonoha sitting on the train with Hikari creepily looking at them from the back, as we notice later. Mm. And their relationship kind of <laughs> goes downhill again. Yeah. She basically attempts to ask Makoto on the train. Mm. Like I assume she attempts to ask him if he wants to go to the to the water park with him, and then the train like has a small uh, train. I don't know, hits a bump. It rumbles, and she sort of slumps over onto Makoto. Coincidentally, in a way that makes her breast fall onto his hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wrote down Makoto grabs her boob on accident. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and she like jumps away from mm. that, and and then Cici Golopa is what? So uh, she apologizes so much, mm. and I write this down every single time in the script that I kind of made a game out of. In w how many ways can I write down she apologizes? <laughs> and this one is just in reverse. So it okay, says okay, okay. Cici Golopa is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Makes sense. So Cici Golopa is, and he acknowledges that she doesn't want to be touched. Yeah. But again, he looks really upset about it. And he tries to, like, shame her for it, it feels. Like, he says, uh, I think I deserve it. After all, you don't see, uh, do, don't want to be touched and something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, the way he says it sounds really venomous. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's shaming her for not be doing that for him. And then we can see her pushing the tickets for the water park back into her bag. Yeah, she she loses her courage to ask yeah. him out. She loses her courage a lot. Mm. That, that's, that's kind of a problem she has. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole conversation she had about romance built her up again. Yeah, but and also... she's back down. Yeah, but also, like, he's been super, like, uncomfortably aggressive in that uh, in that scene to her. And he's, like, not talking to her. He's looking away. And his sort of mindset in this is shown even clearer in the next scene where we again have like a classroom scene with Sekai and Makoto sitting at the back where... There, there's one more scene before Oh, that. there's something else? In the Did school corridor. Oh, okay. It's, uh, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't write that, uh, write that down, I think. Mm -hmm. So Hikari watched everything, which then plays into that scene yeah. where in the school corridor Hikari talks to Sekai. Mm -hmm. So this one is different because Hikari is no longer are you in a relationship with him? She's mm -hmm. rather, okay, yeah, they are in a relationship, but it seems like Makoto did or said something super rude. Not fully. I think this is the scene where Hikari finds out that the two of them are in a relationship. Because she like says, ah, that other girl that I've watched before, she was with that boy you always talk to. Yeah. I think they might be together, is basically what she yeah. says there. So she kind and, of figures it out here. And she also says that it seems he did something super rude to her mm -hmm. and that maybe he's just a really shitty guy and that Sekai should stay away from him. Which Sekai responds to by saying, I'm sure you misunderstood the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not like that. You're thinking wrong. Which she does after having talked to Kotonoha on the phone and her having basically confirmed that he does things like that. Mm -hmm. Hikari is kind of like a normal person in this. She sees the relationship happening for a few seconds and is like, don't be in a relationship with this guy. Yeah, He's this not... guy seems like shit. <laughs> this guy seems like complete garbage. And yeah, then we have that classroom bit. Mm, we move on to the classroom. Which, again, to get back to what I uh, talked about before, him being apathetic on the train is be to, to Kotonoha is sort of like re repeated here in... Sekai asking him if he's gonna eat like lunch with Kotonoha on the roof again mm -hmm. and him not only saying I don't wanna but also hey couldn't we hang out in the cafeteria mm -hmm. like here we already have a small hint at him being like I'd r much rather spend time with you than with Kotonoha Kotonoha yeah. just seems like a bother right now he's he's avoiding her now yeah and I think last episode at the point where Sekai told him to go to the roof he was also already at the point where he was sort of avoiding her 
But yeah, basically Sekai calls him out on this. Sekai Sekai brings up what yeah. she basically just heard, which is uh, it seems like uh, you're, you're kind of too rude to her and maybe she doesn't like you anymore. And doesn't like you feeling her up, mm. I think. And then he has certain. also this... We get this shot of his eye kind of like a... <clears throat> yeah. And then he screams. He really... He screams shut up mm. on her yeah. in class. The teacher was... is there. We see the back of the teacher. Oh, we do? Yeah, the teacher is standing at the front. And she just says, uh, we're going to have to go out for a bit. Mm. And takes Makoto out. And the teacher doesn't respond to that. Yeah, he's done. He doesn't... He, he's not paid enough. He's not paid well enough to deal yeah. with this. <laughs> Actually, in the teacher scene in this episode... Isn't it different? Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that. When uh, the two of them basically leave the classroom and have a small conversation on mm. the, the hall. Well, he basically... She asks him what's wrong. And that he can talk to her about it. And that he can be open about it. And he essentially tells her that... What essentially he wants is for things to advance, for things to get further, to get to basically to second base. He wants, he's got to kissing now, and he says pretty clearly something comes after that. What he makes clear here is despite having get, gotten everything he wanted so far, he still isn't satisfied and wants more. Mm-hmm. So she basically tells him that Kotonoha isn't ready. Is essentially what mm-hmm. it comes down to. And what he says is, I think, pretty illuminating. Um, I haven't written it down word for word, but if, essentially what he says is that it's not his fault that she isn't ready. Like, that's her deal. Why would that affect me? Basically, at that point, it's like, he makes it all about himself. That she doesn't want to do what he wants to do. To him, it's more like an obstacle that he's sort of bothered by. And not hey, maybe you should slow down and look at what she wants. Like, Sekai mentions that a few times. You should look at what she wants and what this is about for her, essentially. And she gives him, like, a few hints. Like, for example, maybe the roof was the wrong point to start groping her breasts. Mm-hmm. And maybe you should find a place where she can relax and all of that. Yeah. So he considers her place, but that's where her sister is. Yeah. Also her parents, but who cares? Mm-hmm. They're not real. Yeah. Real people. yeah, I mean, parents don't really exist in this show. He also mentions his place. Yeah. Uh, Sekai mentions his place. But that would have a bad effect because that's where the porn is. Yeah, he has apparently an impossible-to-hide amount of porn hidden under his bed. That's also where his cum basket is. That's also where his cum basket is, and he'd have to <laughs> clean up his room, which is probably too much to ask. And he basically says he doesn't know what girls want in this conversation. Like, Sekai tells him, you should do what she wants, and where she's comfortable, and he says, he doesn't really know what girls want. And she basically says, again, making this very gendered in how they talk about it, she says, yeah, boys wouldn't know. Of course a boy doesn't know, but I, a girl, of course know what she wants. And she makes him an offer. Uh, She offers to give him a crash course in how to make out with women, apparently. Which, let's deconstruct that a little Because that's not the problem. (laughs) The problem isn't that he was bad at kissing or bad at touching her. What Sekai says in this scene, it's not, okay, so hold your horses, give her space. It's no, it means you're doing it wrong. Mm. Yeah. So what's what's Sekai's motivation in this is the question. Because I think there can be, there's a lot that could be said about this. Mm. Because is her motivation... Like, she seems pretty aware that the problem is that he's moving faster than her and not that he's bad at kissing. It seems that her motivation in this scene is more if I can distract him from... If I can distract him with giving him the things he wants, maybe he'll give Kotonoha the space to get there herself. Um, I rather understood this is an excuse to make out with him. <laughs> That's one way. But, like, if we assume that she's still following her plan to, like, bring the two of them together, then I think her motivation could be understood as she wants... She she assumes this dichotomy between how men and women work. That men are perverts, they only want sex, they only want to make out, while girls don't function like that. And maybe she thinks that she can sort of, like, turn that off or turn that around with Makoto if she is the outlet for him for that. And that maybe then he'll be more, I don't know, he'll wait more with Kotonoha. That would be the most logical explanation if we assume that she's still following her plan. 
but it's still fucking stupid. It's still really stupid. And especially because Kotonoha doesn't know about this and she would pretty clearly never be okay with this, in my opinion. Mm. We'll see more about this in the second half of the episode. I think the second, a lot more happens in the second half of this episode. Yeah, this, the first half is sort of, sort of set up for the second half. But it sort of pretty clearly shows the issues that are developing here. That what we saw last episode as potential problems has turned into full-on problems now. And we're moving towards a big breaking point in the show, which happens in episode 5. And we're seeing like step-by-step how we get there. We're still currently in the, let's call it the Makoto wants to get with Kotonoha arc. Which will change over the course of the show. But we're already seeing the seeds for what happens later. We already see him like trying to spend more time with Sekai than with Kotonoha. We see Sekai trying to sort of come up to him, uh, come onto him in her own way and like dreamily thinking about him when they're talking about relationships. Also, I think the whole idea with the kissing practice and whatever and with like training on her is a direct follow up of the scene with Sekai and her friends. Where they were talking about, like, you don't just want to watch things happen. You want to get to first base and second base. And if you don't, another girl might swoop in. Like, Zikai has taken that to heart and is acting on that now. As it was established in the previous scene. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah. So, we want to wrap it up? Yeah. At this point, we basically have the halfway point of the episode. We have, we've never talked about this, I think. There's this small stinger that happens in the middle of every single episode where we see, where we see like one of the main characters as a chibi sort of thingy with, uh, one of, with their cell phone, with their flip phone beside them. That's the size of their body. Uh, and this time we actually managed to have the halfway point, uh, where we cut our show at the exact point of that stinger, because that made the most sense. We'll get back to the show next episode. Mm-hmm. The next scene is the teacher scene. So the I'm next excited. scene is the teacher scene. Uh, there's a lot more coming in the next episode that you can be excited for. There's kissing practice. Excited is one word to describe it. That you can have emotions about. We'll get there when we'll get there. I don't feel like dying right now, which is a big step up from mm-hmm. the last episode and the episode before that, uh, especially the last episode. So good point to end up on. Uh, better end on a high note. Uh, goodbye. We'll see you next episode. <laughs> goodbye, then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>